listening to The 10 Podcast, the discovery and design channel in health. Tune in with me, your host Matt Patterson, to learn about insights from the world of healthcare today. Hi there and welcome to the pod on the 17th of March. Over the past 24 and 48 hours, people in the design community have been getting in touch with me asking what they can do to help, especially the maker community. We have individuals sitting there with expertise in disruptive innovation and engineering waiting to put their work and skills and 3D printers to use to help us in this challenge like we're in wartime Britain. But they don't know what to work on and they don't know what to focus on. Is it face masks? Should they focus on ventilators? Where should they go? So I'm here to talk about these things today with Ben May, who I originally started working with 20 years ago. Um, ben is a design engineer and production specialist who is closely interlinked to London's maker community and hearing and fielding lots of questions off individuals about what they can do or how they can help and what should they focus on. Is it ventilators? Is it face masks? Uh, Is it other medical supplies? So I'm really excited to talk to Ben this morning and we may have some more input in relation to this as we go on later today and tomorrow to get these guys working and pointing in the right direction. And I'd like to hear from you, uh, the medical community, what are the things that on the ground we're struggling with? Uh, Ben, thank you very much for coming on uh, the podcast today. Uh, I know we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, It'd be great if you could just introduce yourself uh, and tell us a little bit about your background so we know where you're coming from. So I've been in uh, prototype development for the last 30 years, uh, helping, currently I help startups to manage the the tricky transition phase between uh, initial demonstrator, so let's say TRL3, to about TRL6, uh, that's technology readiness levels for those who who don't know. Uh, TRL3 is demonstrator, TRL6 is pilot production, so it's that whole uh, managing the design development process through design from design for manufacturing, uh, design for reliability, ensuring uh, strategies for compliance, that kind of thing. So, what? So, for people out there, you make prototypes through to things that can go into the real world for companies to make stuff work and get stuff out there, right? That's right. Yeah. So what's your particular interest in? I know yesterday we talked a little bit before this conversation about the maker community and and the healthcare challenge with COVID nineteen. What, what, what's your particular interest in relation to that? Well, I'm aware, I'm part of the OWL WhatsApp group, which the OWL WhatsApp group is a, is a community, it's a London-wide community of makerspaces. Uh, okay. And what I'm aware of through the conversations that have been taking place is there's a lot of willingness and a lot of interest in helping uh, us equip and get ready to manage the, ch- or face the challenges that are coming at us uh, with regards to COVID-19. Whereof though is that that willingness is likely to uh, to end up in a lot of stuff being made that is not necessary and, and not required because of, because of a lack of direction and lack of instruction. So we desperately need to know what is required. Now, one thing the government has done 
and uh, it was announced at 12 o'clock yesterday, uh, is that um, there is now a coordinated effort to increase the production of ventilators. Now, I think what we're talking about here is, of course, the high-end ventilators. Uh, there seems to be some, um, some information that's come out from Italy that uh, the, 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 the fundamental requirement is ventilators whereby uh, intubation style ventilators right and there is a there is a lack of those my understanding is that we may only have as many, many as 5,000 in this country but that's hearsay there's too much of that going on um, but so I understand the current, the current government's current focus on ventilator production but the worry is that People hear the word ventilator, and I've certainly seen a lot of uh, a lot of this going around in the make community. Oh, we can make ventilators, and if you look on sites like Instructables, there's a there's a ventilator that involves making two bits of wood with an old-fashioned bellows between it and, and pumping air into somebody's lungs. Now, it might well be that that sort of that's an appropriate approach for some people, but on the other hand, it might well be at best worst uh, wasted effort, at worst actually harmful. So, um, so there's actually so there's actually a misunderstanding of the concept of what is required in relation to ventilators because there's a co- there's a mental model in the in the maker community that they're quite these simple things to literally get air into the lungs, and as we know, if we're working in the medical world, the complications of making um, variable flow positive pressure ventilators that go in that go in via intubation is a totally different kettle of fish. How could the medical world, because we're, we're sitting a bit at the cusp in between the medical world and the design and maker world, what, what information would you like? What information could the medical world give you if I can connect that to this? Well, let's, let's, first of all, let's think about what may be the government strategy. The government rightly has focused on one thing, one major item they've identified as a problem. Now, <clears throat> it may well be that part of their policy is to roll out further requirements as we go um, and that those could come down to fairly mundane requirements uh, especially if you think about the fact that they're, com- they're talking about converting hospitals into uh, sorry hotels into hospitals but what are the things that brackets on the wall that need to hang up things just really mundane stuff that they might run short of and that the make community are perhaps better positioned to help with so the problem we have right now is that there's a lot of willingness out there but no information so what we need to know from the medical community is what else is required because this is a a, this holistic approach needs to be um, taken to the to the specification of the needs so we know they need ventilators fine okay what style of ventilators and one of the things i would say is that also what one of the targets here is to keep people out of hospitals if for example lower uh, specification ventilators are of a value to do that then then perhaps that's what we need to know is there a value in making the the simple bag style ventilators and do they need to be the medical grade these yeah, but- are the questions we need to ask and 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 but without any further information with an information vacuum the problem you end up with is people will start making stuff that isn't required so it isn't so if the government strategy is to roll these things out gradually actually need to know what let us know what's coming down the line so it's Um, so it's interesting for me who sits on on both sides of the fence there because when you were talking there ben i was thinking oh actually what needs to happen 
is someone needs to go through a hospital environment, you're talking about the hospital to hotel potentials, and look at the kind of audit of the factors you would need to make a room transfer from from being a, a hotel-based room to a hospital-based room. And it might be door handles, it may be sinks, it may be things in relation to infection management, in relation to access and those things. And maybe some of those factors that can be mass-produced very simply, like you're saying, but you just need to know what that audit is, which is... And in it, and my, my gut feeling is ventilators are very hard to do, but door handles are easy to do, but floor coverings are easy to do. There's a whole range of stuff, but you need to have visibility, almost like a specification list of some of those things that would make that environment better right absolutely right and um and not just that where you're talking about in the hospital environment actually what can we what can we supply to people in their own home potentially that keeps them out of hospital keeps them away from hospital mm. reduces the number of people have to go to hospital how would we get that information so if i imagine i had a magic wand and i had some of that information it was coming through us where would it be posted where would where would this these kind of specification requirements or product requirements or or even design challenges where where could we start putting that where's where's the best place to get it to the people who could work in the maker community well one of the great things about the maker community is that it's largely a um it's a largely a construct of the uh, uh of the sort of post-millennial um generations which means that they're very 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 well connected uh, so, and they're very good at organising this kind of thing. So you have multitudes of sites that are that are highly interconnected, whether it be the uh, the Al WhatsApp group that I subscribe to, but also things like Reddit, uh, where there's activities going on at the moment in the US to develop a um, uh, a maker style um, ventilator. Um, there's uh, there's instructables. There's an awful lot of um, uh, of media connectivity that would enable the uh, the requirements to be shared very, very, very rapidly. But what actually needs to be undertaken is the, instead of everyone going out and saying, well, I'll make this bit, I'll make that bit in a very sort of ad hoc basis, the, the supply chain needs to be centrally controlled. So I think there's a level of management that needs to be put into place between um, uh, in order to manage the requirements and the, uh, and the and the way in which the requirements are going to be met, and then those requirements allocated. Now that seems to be the way that the uh, the government is handling the ventilator approach. Um, but once you get down to the the messy tail of the UK, particularly UK supply chain, that becomes harder to do. Uh, I can understand that, that their initial response was to go through large companies like Rolls-Royce uh, and uh, JCB because actually they know how to manage their own supply chain and how to get stuff done. When you start getting all these uh, disparate and disconnected and, uh, and very sort of, um, uh, what's the word, Anar anarchically connected uh, communities such as the makerspace community, it becomes much harder to manage to manage the manufacture and of, of components. And you, you're right. You said yesterday that eighty percent of the community, eighty percent of workforce working on production in the UK is coming from small manufacturers, not coming from these large manufacturers, right? So it's a significant group of people. Well, and that's just talking about manufacturing without talking about things like the maker community and people are hiding with a three D printer. Uh, one one good thing is that was sent out, for example, on the algorithm this morning is an instruction by the group themselves: conserve your filament until you know what to print. 
and that yeah. makes a lot of sense um but not everyone is doing that for example there's uh, uh there was a, a um a thing sent out by the by materialize which was a design for a door handle that means that you can connect onto your 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 existing door handle and you don't have to um uh you don't have to uh, touch the hand plate yeah you can do, do it with your elbow uh, is that a good use of filament? Because actually, those handles use quite a lot of filament. Is that what, what we should be doing? Is uh, or have materialized actually just done uh, our community a disservice by sending that out? That's the thing about the, the. As I say, we need some degree of centralized control over specifying the requirements and the order in which to prioritize the requirements, and then getting people to make the things. So there's a huge amount of resource out there, but actually it could be working on the wrong stuff if it isn't carefully managed. It needs some kind of supply chain management system or ordering specification piece from a central government to say, we need these, we need those, we need the others, we don't need X, Y, and Z. Um, who at the government would you, like, I, I, I don't know those government structures. Who, who, who in, have any idea who in the government structures, who are the people who are responsible for that kind of work? Well, hopefully we can uh, tap into the good works and the good offices of the likes of Innovate UK uh, and um, and the Knowledge Transfer Network, because they are very good at making those sorts of connections. But uh, that may be, again, I, I don't want to speak at odds with what the government is putting into place as a structure. I think that right now the problem is the lack of transparency of what they are doing. My understanding uh, from someone who is uh, in the know um, is that the government does have a very detailed plan, but is is drip feeding things out slowly, so as a not to scare people, but also um, to to keep things manageable. But there is a downside to that approach, and it's that people are sitting on their hands, waiting to understand. Uh, and and we, as the design community, we as uh, we could be getting on with uh, getting stuff done that may become critical down the line. And without this information, we can't be getting on with it. Are there any production uh, constraints that happen in relation to materials that we will struggle with in the UK? I mean, is this is this a is this a global maker design community challenge, or is this best being a local design community challenge? Are there things we'd have to get from overseas? What what's the sort of whole landscape of the production piece looking like? If you were asked to make door handles, medical supply packaging uh 3d print uh plastic components what's that world look like i think i think actually what we're going to find in the next few weeks and months is that we are going to have to take uh boris johnson's language has already seemed to suggest this we are going to have to put ourselves on a war footing now what does that actually mean uh, to draw a, a, uh, an analogy uh in at the height of the battle of britain the mechanics on the ground were uh, taking extremely shot up spitfires, patching them together with with, uh, with spit, putting them back up into the sky. Now the reality is, after after the um, the war, there's no way you would have let one of those planes ever fly again. They would have been scrapped instantly. Uh, a plane that came back in that condition. But that's the position that we need to get to. And I think it's it's almost unthinkable for anyone that's worked in the medical sector or in the, certainly in medical device um design or or any of those areas that we might have to start to think about what is minimum viable product here is it 
something that meets all the high-end specifications. And in certain products, it almost certainly has to be. You can, uh, if, you, if you put a, uh, an intubated ventilator into a, into a situation where somebody is uh, life critical, you can't be doubting the, 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 the quality of that product. But, uh, but there is an awful lot of stuff where we might have to be saying, actually, do we need that right now? Do we need a smaller number of fully certified products or do we need a much, much larger number where we dial back on the certification and say, actually, this is good enough? Because I think what you're talking about in terms of materials is this is going to become an issue. There are limitations on the amount of materials out there that satisfy certification requirements in a lot of instances. In actual fact, if you relax the certification requirements, then you might well open up the opportunity to use a lot of materials and a lot of supplies and a lot of processes and a lot of manufacturers you otherwise wouldn't consider. So we're talking about things like the CE mark making it easier to get a CE mark, FDA making pre-market approval and those things much simpler to get through for important critical to the world but less potentially less critical to the individual related products and supplies absolutely right and if we end up with a situation where people are i've heard this said already is people are saying i would rather have a homemade ventilator if it saves my life at home than have no ventilator at all and so that's why this this information needs to be spread very very far and wide as to what actually is effective and what actually works because you can see a situation otherwise where people will be making themselves things that are maybe not going to benefit them um maybe harm them even uh but for want of uh, a lack of information and a, and a lack of advice and a lack of supply uh again i come back to this idea that there is also there is a centralized aspect to this, but there's also a community aspect to this. Uh, my own makerspace uh, based in Kingston, I would love it if what I was able to do was to, to make stuff and distribute locally to distribute locally to people, yeah, maybe to the hospital, but actually also to individuals in their own home who perhaps the stuff that I make can help them and keep them away from hospital. There's, I mean, I've had other people reach out to me from universities saying they're sitting next to machines waiting to print stuff, sort of uh, innovative engineering groups who are saying, well, what, what can we do? Which is, so I think this question is, this question like you like you bring to us today, Ben, is, is very uh, appropriate, very timely, and we could make some decisions, the right path, the wrong path, based on based on information and based on connecting to the needs of the country, perhaps not even today, but like for where we're three, four, six, seven weeks down the line where things hit the peak of this challenge if you had um if if we sort of sum this up in terms of answering a couple of questions one was what's the one main question you would you think the community could do with at the moment we may have already covered it but what if we had to get down to one cover what is what is that main question that needs answering uh, by the government slash the medical community what do we make what do we design what do we produce it's beyond this focus on, on uh, ventilators because I can see a situation where an awful lot of people who would be signing up to onto this this site that the government's released to support the ventilator uh, production uh, plan will be perhaps even not connected back, can contacted back. It might take an awful long time because 
let's face it, if I sign up onto that, uh, how long will it take for me to be contacted when you have the likes of, I don't know, Siemens or, or um, other big corporations yeah. Yeah. Acting and, and getting connected? The problem with that approach, that, that, that very single-minded approach, is that it means there's an awful lot of people out there who potentially are going to be sitting on their hands for a very long time and therefore, if the government is not going to issue further requirements quickly, then what we need is the, me is the medical community to tell us what is needed and fast. And, I, and on the back of that, I, I just have this vision of the medical community going round doing a kind of hospital audit, if we were just thinking hospitals, I've got, ventilate, I've, got I've got hospital ventilators in my mind at the moment, so I'm not thinking about ventilators, but I'm thinking within complex environments they're transitioning to ICU units of where they'd normally had a hospital of 50 beds they're trying to make the whole hospital of 300 beds a kind of ICU unit what are the key factors that you use and come into contact with every day the the sort of ergonomics of them as well that can lead to transmission it sort of needs someone to do a guided tour to share well we're going to need these we're going to need those we're going to need the others um, so then, then it takes someone not just to do that. They then somebody needs to analyse the supply chain that exists for those parts because it could well be that item there's there's plentiful numbers of certain items. Um, the other thing is also then when you identify that isn't to instantly jump to making, is to look for analogous uh, products that could be used uh, for these purposes, especially products that are going to be sitting on shelves because they're simply not going to sell. Um, what we need to look at is what can be repurposed uh, to perform the functions as well. And I, again, I come back to, I, I, I know your focus is very much, you're thinking about that space within the hospital, but I'm also thinking about uh, the, the, the GPs, what could they, I, I'm sure they're desperate to be able to give their patients something that they can use at home, potentially to keep them out of hospitals. And I guess the, the interesting thing there is, okay, so I'm no, I'm no expert in respiratory medicine at all, is to those people are, what are the likely environments? So is it is it a case that if you're going to go into ARDS, you're going to have to go onto a, uh, an ICU-style bed? Or is it that actually they think that these certain things will come, certain treatments will come, they'll be able to dampen the effects down, that maybe if you're treating self-managing at home, things that will potentially enhance your respiratory condition can be used can be built can be supported can be supplied to not be in the hospital environment and i i guess that will be a question when when i post this out and we post this podcast out we'll be asking people who work a in the ventilator industry specifically for the likes of if you're drago or siemens as you say or all people and especially people in who who are seeing at the front line what's going on in terms of the medicine is what kind of expectations are being seen from other countries i guess there's a lot of experience in china there's a lot of experience in South Korea now in Italy now in Spain. We're theoretically a few weeks behind, but but what what have they learned? What are they what are they, what do they run out of? <laughs> what what do they what do they need? Yeah, and particularly in China, if China runs out of things, you've got to think that's that's worrying for the rest of us yeah. uh, because they are the, the the manufacturing powerhouse of the planet. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yes, we we need to we absolutely do need to know what they've been running out of. Ben, it's been super, super interesting talking this morning. I'll wrap this up now uh, and just say thank you very much. So many interesting questions. Just if people want to get in touch and put stuff out to the maker community, what would you, what would the, what would the first port of call be if information is coming back from the medical community? To say, hey, learn from this, learn from that, learn from the other. Where, where should they go? Well, I would suggest contact your local maker space. 
uh, that's probably the easiest way. You could go online. There are there are online sites to to, to uh, converse. Uh, you can go to sites like Instructables. Um, but I would suggest contact your local makerspace because I guarantee you your local makerspace is connected to all the other makerspaces. So if you have something to contribute, maybe do it through the through them as a as a as a system for a localized uh, connectivity. That's probably the most appropriate way to go. And there's lots of them in London, right? And there's lots of hospitals in London, and London's ahead of the ahead of the curve in relation to COVID nineteen at the present time. So, so keeping things local might be able to produce some of the simpler things that may help uh, and make sure they don't hinder. Um, yeah. Ben, thank you very much for the time today. It's been great chatting. I'm sure we'll continue this conversation. Thank you, Matt. Yes. That was Ben May and a really interesting conversation. I think uh, you will agree about the maker community and how they're waiting to help, but they don't know what to start answering and what support to give. Um, if you'd like to come on the pod, uh, get in touch with us at hello at weare10.co.uk to have discussions around how design thinking can human-centered design can help some of the challenges around COVID-19 um, or even just your everyday lived experience of the side effects of the condition and the world we're living in today. Thanks, until next time on the podcast, see you soon.